the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey, aloha, guys. It's the Bowtie Guy coming to you on Halloween, depending on when you listen to this. Uh, and I apologize, there's some background noise going on here. I'm in my daughter's living room, and I'm getting some... some uh, electronic humming coming from some sort of a if it's an air conditioner or something going somewhere but anyhow it, it, it's uh I, my 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 audio levels look a little bit goofy but hopefully things will work out okay and this will be an all right show if not i apologize for it this is a trick more than a treat perhaps anyhow we are coming to you once again from beautiful hawaii uh this will be our last hawaiian show we're gonna be heading home this saturday Getting back to the uh, the rigmarole of life, and um, I uh, you know I love coming to Hawaii. I love coming to see the grandkids. Uh, they're both so fun. And, and um, Camden, my younger grandson here, is uh, he's Papa's boy. He's a goofy little guy. He loves to just be silly, dance. And he looks to Papa when he starts dancing. He looks. All right, what are we doing next? And I love that he's getting his cues from the likes of me. Anyhow, uh, but it's. It's gonna be a little bit sad going home, and by a little bit, I mean terribly. But we will make do. So, uh, recording a show here on a on a Halloween morning while everyone's at the park and at school. Grammy and I are gonna go take a little hike in a little while, and uh, thought we'd get a show in for you, lovely folks. Because it is Halloween, I picked a special word of the day today, and the word of the day is subterfuge, which means. Um, trying to fool people, trying to be sneaky, and I think at Halloween we're dressing up in costumes, looking like other people. So subterfuge is uh, is a good word for that, I think. Um, and it uh, it's kind of a fun word to say too, because of that. Um, if if you if you try to fool people, it can be kind of um, difficult, but but that whole Halloween thing, I just remember as a kid loving uh, having Halloween be, you know, coming up and talk about the uh, the, the candy, uh, that was great, and you know, you talk about uh, going out, but it's just that whole idea of like, I get to walk up to a person's house and knock on their door and then they give me candy for it i'm like all right well that's kind of cool so um so there you go i hope tonight that uh, that you get some candy and i hope that you will um you be safe out there and uh, anyhow, on with the show. <laughs> Enough subterfuge from you. Uh, as always, if you can use this word in a sentence, give yourself 10 bonus points and um, we'll move on from there. If you want to get a hold of me, you can call me at 760-608-1942. Don't use any subterfuge. Uh, just let me know what you're thinking, what's going on in the show. Uh, I used to get a lot of people calling on the phone uh, and sending me texts, but I haven't for a while. so. I'm getting lonely out here. People use that phone number and give me a holler if you so desire. You can also send me an email at 760-608-1942.
Uh, I just gave you the email address again. Email or the phone number. The email address is uh, bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. So that's how you can email me. Listen, I, th- this show is a mess already. Let's get on with it, shall we? Let me take a sip of water. We'll move on with the program. So I thought today, since we're talking about Halloween, what we could talk about is that idea of masks. Such a big topic in recovery is masks and how we use them and why we use them. Uh, The very first lesson in the Celebrate Recovery curriculum is denial. And because I think that that's something that we have to look at right away is how we put on a show for people. A lot of times you'll hear about people being functional addicts in whatever their addiction happens to be. And I think before we become dysfunctional in it and, and, and we can't function, I think we try to make do with whatever we are and we're just using that that habit hurt or ha- uh, that habit to to cover up our hurts and our hangups and to be able to get by on a day-to-day basis with the thing that's eating at us or nagging at us and whether that's food or alcohol or drugs or gambling or spending money or whatever your habit happens to be that's the symptom and and it's it's what we're doing but we most of us are trying to give an appearance to the world like everything's okay because if everything's not okay and if people see these things that we're doing a lot of times they want us to change it they want us to stop it and sometimes we're just not ready to stop that yet um I, I remember uh, getting an email from a friend saying, hey, I'm ready to get sober. And they weren't yet. They, they still weren't ready. They still had to keep falling and going through problems with um, their sobriety. And eventually they did get to the point and, and now they've got, you know, a couple months strung together. Uh, but we're never out of the woods. You know, we're always just... It's just that one day at a time, one day after another, one foot in front of the other, running that lifelong marathon. I had a person ask me, what's the, the exit strategy for Celebrate Recovery? And I said, it's death. You know, we're, we're doing this. I'm doing this until I die. I'm in recovery until I die because recovery is what's making it so that I'm staying sober. It's not my will because my will will break. Um, I've had several good runs where I eat healthy and after a while my will gets in the way it's like I will have that donut right now Uh, so just having willpower is not enough I need to have a program a routine that I go through and and it keeps me on track just like my daily prayer routine people say why do you have to keep going to recovery you know God well why do you keep praying (laughs) why do you keep saying prayers every day uh, over the same things Uh, because that's what works that's that's what the program is and, and I'm not talking about the CR program I'm talking about life that's that's how we do it we move through by moving through and we I need to have something to do I'm not gonna tell you what you need to have but for me I need to have something where I can focus where I can be purposeful where I can have a, a, a mission and where I can get rid of those masks my masks were put on so that I could distract people from the various nefarious activities that I was going through that eventually wound me up uh, behind bars. Uh, but if, if people knew what was going on in my life, they wouldn't have let me do that. And I wanted to be able to do that. It, I, I don't know if 
all addictions are this way, but you know, there's a part of me that wanted to be done with it, but I couldn't figure out how. And I, it, it was, I understood it, and and getting rid of that thing that I understand, even though I know it's bad for me, is is oftentimes a scary proposition. And I wasn't ready to be that afraid, so I had to keep my mask on. I had to keep the mask on if I'm a good guy, I'm a nice guy, I'm a, uh, you know, a strong Christian, and and I. I was those things, but it was what I was using to distract you from from something else. Um, I was writing yesterday about labels that we give to people and how we, we label people. And I wanted my label to be, I wanted to be known as a good guy because I knew I was doing some things that might get me into an interrogation room and I always wanted to be on the right side of things and have all my answers lined up in advance so I could say, yeah, but look at this, look at this, look at this, and these people will vouch for me because these people know I'm good. So I, I did everything I could to put on that good mask, to be on all the right board positions and you know volunteer and be a, a, a useful member of society so that people would say good things about me if the question was ever asked. And when it came down to it, people did say good things about me when the question was asked. And I heard a lot of people because they believed the mask that I was wearing. They thought that I was that thing that I was. Uh, Hi, I'm Dave. There was Dave <laughs> calling me, intern Dave. He's, I think he's hoping we'll come to the park right now. Um, I, I know that um, I, was, I was trying to look up something. I watched a... a, a Movie or not a movie, but a um, a documentary last night about um, Yogi Berra, and uh, you know one of the things about Yogi Berra is um, that he was um, known for saying a lot of funny things, and um, I, I'm, I'm going to mess this one up, so I want to I want to find it. Uh, but it was it was a guy said you know I think I want to talk like um, uh, he, I want to hit like this one particular guy who's you know, having a hard time um, with this hitting that he was having and, and, and he said well I think I want to hit like uh, I think it was Brooks Robinson that he said he wanted to hit like and, and Yogi Bear said if you can't imitate him don't copy him and and that's the thing, you know. We, we we want people to think. I want people to think that I'm something else. On Halloween night tonight. There's going to be a lot of kids coming out here. They're going to want me to think they're Mario. Uh, they're going to want me to think that they are uh, whatever Iron Man, Spider Man. I'm sure we're going to see some Spider Man. My granddaughter uh, is very excited because she's going to be Barbie. And um, there's just all these things that we want people to think about us, but they're not really the thing and and I can't be spider-man I can't shoot webs out of my finger even if I put on a web I mean a mask and and wear a costume that makes me look like him I can't do that but what I want to do is I want to try to be an imitator of Christ and uh, I, I think that's the ultimate costume that I should wear is the costume of Christian and the, the label I should get would be that label of Christian Listen, what we're going to do right now is this is our last day of Oldies in October. Um, and I hope you've enjoyed Oldies in October. I've got uh, another one here. All of these came, by the way, 
from um, the inimitable Kimberly. Uh, the, the roaming dog, hot dogs, uh, sent me in all these oldies. So we did oldies in October because she sent me all these oldies. This one is from Shane and Shane. And the song itself is very old. Uh, it's an old hymn, but Shane and Shane redid it. It's called Come Thou Font. Come Thou Font. <laughs> it sounds like I'm right. Come Thou Fount. Um, so here's about 10, uh, 10 minutes. I'm really having a hard time today. This is 90 seconds of Come Thou Fount from Shane and Shane. I'll be back on the other side to tell you my thoughts about it, talk a little bit more about masks to send you out for your trick-or-treating. But right now, here's Shane and Shane. Love them or hate them, there you go. Uh, we got um, a hymn there from an album of hymns by Shane and Shane. And uh, the, the hymns, there's a, for, for us older people, there's a little bit of comfort, I think, in a hymn because it's predictable. You know, it's easier to sing because you can kind of hear them go through the first verse and then you get it by the second verse and by the fifth or sixth verse, you're, you're down with the song. But later on in this song, towards the end there, it says, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it, prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart, oh, take and seal it, seal it for thy, thy courts above. And that nails it. It's, you know, I, I am prone to wander. I am apt to be that prodigal son. I am the one who is going to be drifting off and finding myself in other places where I shouldn't be doing things I shouldn't do with people I shouldn't be with because that's just the nature of how I am. And if I don't stick with it, it gets difficult. So I've got to learn, I ha I've had to learn to get rid of the masks and to be more honest and to be more upfront with people. And part of how I do that is through sharing the testimony. Part of how I do that is by doing this podcast and putting my story out there and talking about my issues and not trying to hide and be perfect. And I, I, I'll be honest, it's sometimes difficult leading a recovery ministry like Celebrate Recovery, leading um, ministry in prison, uh, find, founding a, uh, a ministry like Messed Up Ministries, I want people to think that I've got my act together. I don't want them to think, oh, is, is Paul okay? Is he struggling? Is he gonna be all right? Is he gonna mess this thing up? Is he gonna, is he gonna drop the ball on us? And so there is a temptation to put on the mask and smile 
used to work with a guy and, and if you ask him how he's doing, ah, oh, never been better. I was like, well, that's just a lie. I've, I've, I saw you better and right now you're struggling. Uh, and, 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 you know, there's a huge debate in recovery about, you know, fake it till you make it, if that's smarter or folly. But the reality of it is, is sometimes that's what we're doing is we're trying to fake it. And if we make it, that's great. But if we don't, the problem with faking it is you're just practicing the fake. And we know, you know, pr practice doesn't make perfect, but perfect practice does. So if I got good at faking the my mask, I got good at, at wearing that. And I was, it, it was becoming more and more what I was. And not the good part of it, just that fakeness of it. That what I was practicing was the lie. I was practicing the deceit. I was practicing the deception. I was practicing the subterfuge. There you go, 10 points for me, ka-ching. And I don't want to do that anymore. I want to be honest. I want to be forthright. I want to be straightforward. I want people to know that what they see is, is what's the reality. And so I try to just let people know, look, I made a mistake. I'll own that. That was my, my mistake. That was my bad. Uh, when I worked at Starbucks, I just said, look, yeah, I, I messed up. I, I forgot your drink. I messed up your drink. I, didn't, I don't try to blame it on somebody else. I don't try to blame it on, you know, the, oh, well, the, the order didn't come. And so it's like, well, I was the one who did the order. So that was my fault that, that it didn't get ordered. I, I did that. And what I found is that when people can hear someone taking responsibility for something, oftentimes it, it quells their anger. Uh, going back to that, that documentary I watched on Yogi Berra, he, he was a lifelong Yankee. He was like a hero of the Yankees for years and years. And I, I despise the Yankees, but Yogi was a good guy. And, and uh, George Steinbrenner, who epitomizes everything that I despise about the Yankees, uh, you know, fired him um, and, and didn't even take the you know, honorable way. He sent a, a person after an away game, sent an assistant to go fire the guy. And uh, Yogi Berra said, I won't go to Yankee Stadium as long as that guy's there. And, and for years they had this feud and he wouldn't go and the, the people wanted to see him. And, uh, and then once Steinbrenner apologized to him, he was, he was back. That, that apology, that just, just owning the mistake and here's the beautiful thing if we don't go through all the masks and the deception we don't have as much to make up for because making the mistake is one thing but the cover-up you know Nixon didn't get in trouble for breaking into Watergate he got in trouble for trying to cover it up it's the cover-up that that really grinds people's gears because now they're like look you did wrong and you didn't have the uh, grown-up fortitude to just admit your mistake and then you tried to lie to me and make me think it was something different and and I feel cheated I feel uh, devalued I feel uh, like you don't care about what's right and wrong you just want what's good for you and that's just a bad way of going about things so um, I think I'm going to leave it there. We're going to make this a, a short one today. I apologize. This gives you more time to go out and trick or treat. Uh, I'm curious what your favorite candy is. So what I'd like you to do is, is tag me in your Instagrams. Uh, just tag Mess It Up Podcast. And um, 
let us know what your favorite candy is. Maybe take a picture with yourself. Uh, maybe have a picture with you and your kids dressed up for Halloween or giving away the candy or whatever. Uh, for me, I'm, I'm looking to take some candy out of my grandson's uh, haul today and it's probably gonna be some Almond Joy or some Mounds. I love me some coconut candy. Used to be a, a Snickers. Uh, for a while there, it was a peanut butter cup. But right now, um, I think I'm going after the Mounds or the Almond Joy. So uh, give me a call. 760-608-1942 or send me a text, shoot me a picture or just put it on Instagram and use the tag mess it up podcast. Just tag us in that and, and we'll be able to see what you got going on for that. Um, really appreciate you guys being here. Mahalo. And uh, we love that you follow us. So aloha and we will see you next time we mess it up. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.